You're listening to The Dugout, a college baseball match podcast. Today we got the chance to speak with University of Puget Sound head coach, Jeff Halstead. Coach Halstead, thanks for coming on the show. I'm excited to be here. Um, You know, I like to start most of these interviews, if not all of them, actually, and I'm sure the listeners have already heard this uh, line before, but if you can give us your bio and your background, um, it's actually fairly interesting, uh, you know, when we were chatting off off the air. Um, But yeah, why don't you go ahead and get us started? uh, You know, why don't you start with your playing days? Yeah, so I'm uh, originally from Portland, Oregon, and um, headed uh, up here to the University of Puget Sound, um, where I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to play both football and baseball, actually, um, for my four years here and then um, went on and played one year of uh, independent baseball. And when I was done, I was trying to figure out, you know, what do I do with my life now? And um, uh, had an opportunity to come back and work with both the football and and baseball programs as um, an assistant coach. And one year turned into 14, um, doing both of those. And then uh, a little over five years ago, had the opportunity to take over the baseball program. Um, And and so we're now entering my my fifth season as the uh, head baseball coach here. So it's been a, uh, an exciting ride. It's been amazing to have the opportunity to stay, you know, at, you know, the program I grew up in and, um, and now have a chance to kind of put a little bit of my own um, spin on, on some things we're trying to do up here. That's terrific. Um, you know, obviously you are in a, I would say a fairly actually competitive conference. Um, and last year uh, was one of, I, you know, I would say one of your, best years um you you know reached many program uh, milestones or you know you were close so um you know what changes kind of occurred you know, last year to kind of have the season that you guys did yeah um well if you kind of circle back to my my first year here i inherited a a pretty mature team um it, it, from a playing experience standpoint and so um you know my first two years we were we were right in the mix for the conference tournament um and then we graduated um uh, almost, you know, I think nine starters and, and several, you know, big pitchers for us. Um, and so two years ago, we sort of kind of had to hit the restart button. And we were, by the end of the year, starting, you know, seven, eight freshmen at most positions. Um, you know, the others were pretty much sophomores. And so, you know, that, that two years ago season was a, was a trying one, but it was a, a, a stepping stone for us to where last year, um, you know, they were all sophomores with experience. And, and so we, mm-hmm. we, took some steps in the right direction. As you mentioned, we were right in the mix for the conference tournament until the last weekend um, and, and came a little bit short. But, you know, I think that that was where you could see the growth from from the year before and, and even from an offensive standpoint from some of the previous years that, you know, leaves us into a pretty exciting 2019 where now those guys are all juniors and seniors and we feel like we're, we're poised to, you know, be in the, you know, be in the mix and make a run this year. So. That's very exciting. Um, you know, can you walk us through what a day in the life of one of your players would look like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think for a typical position player, um, where obviously the pitching schedule might be a little bit different, um, we have 8 a.m. hitting in the morning. So, um, you know, we'll meet with a group of hitters and before class get in there into, you know, into the cages and um, work with them for about 45 minutes and then um, you know, start at nine, you know, they're really in class, um, the bulk of the rest of the day, uh, between class, work, study jobs, uh, those type of things, you know, it's probably very similar to just being a normal college student, you know, meeting with professors, study groups, things like that. Um, we'll then start our workouts in the afternoons at, at 2 p.m. Um, we'll bring, 
guys in and um, really the kind of the practice framework is typically going to be two to, to five thirty um, would be kind of our normal time frame um, for, for baseball. Um, and then starting at five thirty, you know, guys are off and, and heading to the library, um, you know, studying some more. Um, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of our guys do have work study jobs on campus. And so, um, you know, in the evenings, um, they kind of get back into the, the normal swing of, of their academic side of life. So um, that'd be pretty much the Monday through Thursday schedule for, for our guys uh, in season. Mm, right. Um, you know, what do you like most about the Puget Sound campus or facility? Clearly you've been there a long time. And so you've probably seen some change since you were a player. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I fell in love with the campus as a whole when I came up here on my visit. I mean, we're, you know, uh, right here on the waterfront, um, we're up on a kind of a hill that overlooks the Puget Sound. I mean, so from a setting standpoint, it, it's gorgeous, you know, kind of all brick buildings covered in ivy, very East Coast feel to it. Um, but from a specific facility standpoint, I mean, since 2010, I believe, we, we put over $120 million into overall facility renovations. That's new dorms, you know, new academic buildings. Um, and then just since the time I was hired as the head baseball coach, we've had over $25 million in athletic facility renovations. So they just built us a brand new weight room. Wow. Um, you know, redid the the... We have a brand new indoor pool. Um, I this January we just opened a brand new indoor hitting facility. Um, you know, so just a lot of change since 2010. That the school just put a tremendous amount of resources back into the facilities for all the students here. But you know, even more recently from an athletic standpoint, that you know, I think from a recruiting front and, and things like that, really feel like it has opened some doors. Maybe where previous to that it would have been a little bit harder, um, but now we really can sell uh, you know our facilities to, to interested students. So, no, that's that's really cool. Um, you know what makes uh, Puget Sound baseball so special? What sets your program apart within your conference? Um, without you know, I, I don't want to compare it to other schools just because I don't necessarily know you know what they're um, you know what they're doing or what they're attempting to do. Um, you know, but what I would say we take a lot of pride in and what we really want to do as a coaching staff is, you know, do everything we can to help our players succeed in everything that they do. And and, and what I mean by that is, you know, if, if guys come here and, and their ultimate goal is to continue playing baseball after college, we're going to do everything humanly possible to prepare them to do that, to try to open those doors for them. But on the same token, if, if you know, one of our players dream is to get into, you know, a top medical school across the country. Um, we're also going to do everything we can to help them with that. Um, and so I think this is a place that prospective, you know, baseball players and student athletes can look at and be like, okay, if I go there, um, we're going to empty our resources to help them succeed in, in whatever avenue that decides to be. And I think that's something that we certainly want to, to try to do for all of our guys. So. Oh, that's terrific. Um, kind of switching gears a little bit and moving more towards, uh, you know, the recruiting process and recruiting philosophy. Um, what qualities or traits do you look for most when you're finding a player that's a match for your school, both academically and also athletically? Yeah, um, I think starting on the, the athletic side, um, you know, overall athleticism is, is really important. Um, you know, we want to see guys that, that move well, um, that, you know, hopefully maybe there's some versatility that, you know, they can do different things on the baseball field for us. Um, I think baseball smarts or savvy is also really important. You know, guys that understand, um, you know, how to play the game. Um, we're fairly limited with some of our opportunities 
from a coaching time standpoint, the Division Three level. And so getting players that already understand how to play the game allows us to, to maybe work at a little bit higher level without having to cover some of the basics at times. And so I think that's something that isn't easy to see, but it's something we're certainly trying to um, to evaluate as we are watching um, you know games or tournaments and talking with high school coaches uh, about individual players. Um, and then, I mean, some of the other athletic skill sets, obviously, are going to be a little more positional um, for what we're looking for. Um, now, from an academic side of things, you know, we want guys that are driven, um, that are looking for an academic challenge. Um, having been at Puget Sound as long as I have, uh, you know, I've found that the kids that aren't really interested in a, you know, in a rigorous academic environment, while they may get by here, they're going to struggle a little bit because the professors are going to push them hard. Um, and, and that ultimately ends up, you know, kind of spilling into their athletic career as well, where they're so stressed from the amount of, you know, work that they have or upcoming tests. And they're not really excited about that opportunity that, that this might not be the best fit for them. You know, so we do want guys that are looking mm-hmm. for an academic challenge because they're the ones that are going to excel at that side of things, which then in turn, I think, frees us up to to do what we want to do from a baseball perspective, if that makes sense. No, most certainly. Um, you know, what mechanisms do you typically use to discover players that are a match for your school? Uh, we use everything we can find. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, communicating with high school and travel coaches um, about, hey, you know, who are the guys you have coming up that maybe fit some of those things that, that I just mentioned? Um you know, getting out to camps like the Stanford baseball camp, um, you know, where we get a chance to work with and, and, and see kids um, throughout the summer um, and, you know, traveling to, you know, other tournaments, uh, you know, every night and, you know, during the summer being around, you know, the Seattle area of baseball. I mean, since that's where we're located, just going to games and um, watching kids play, uh, you know, that is a lot of the way where we will discover the kids. Um, but we also, you know, just, take evaluations. We have kids that reach out to us, say, Hey coach, I'm interested in playing college baseball. Your school maybe is an academic fit for what I'm looking for and, and starting the communication that way. And then hopefully getting a chance to go see them play at some point. And so, um, there's really not any one way we are just trying to find, um, you know, the, the kids that this is a good fit for them and, and they're a good fit for us. So. No, that makes total sense. So if you, would you say if I'm a student athlete and I want to connect with your program, um, would it be best to email first, preferably with some sort of uh, either coach validation or something like that to, you know, let you know that what I'm sending you is is indeed accurate? Um, or is it better to kind of maybe introduce our, you know, myself if I'm at a, a camp like the Stanford camp and I'm able to have a conversation with you? Um, would that be the best way or how, how do you guys typically prefer it? Yeah, I think the the ideal scenario would be to have uh, an individual reach out to us, especially if they know we're going to be at a camp to, you know, contact us before. So that way I can, you know, highlight their name and, and try to find them because some of these events can almost be overwhelming with the amount of kids that might be at them. Right. Um, that of course. we usually try to kind of have a list of kids that have reached out to us and shown interest. And so we can make a point to, to find them and, and watch them play at those events. Um, so yeah, I mean, I am always excited to get emails from kids. Um, a phone call is always great, but I think it's always better to get a, get an email first, just so maybe we can set up a phone call. So I know who it is I'm, I'm talking to, especially if it's the first time we've communicated with each other. Um, so yeah, I would say, you know, reaching out by email with, you know, some of your information, if you have some film, that's always great to just attach with it. Um, you know, and, and, and just kind of start the process there. Let us know that you're interested and, um, you know, certainly, 
would warn, not warn, but um, just tell families, just, you know, be careful of the, the generic email that you maybe you email blast to everyone, you know, try to look into the schools and, and make sure that you feel like it's a fit and, and have a little bit of that personal touch when you send it, because we do get a lot of general ones as well. And, you know, it's harder to follow up on, on those. We try to kind of spend our time on the ones that have, the, the families that have shown, okay, I've actually looked into Puget Sound and it seems like there's a potential match there versus like, Hey, I'm just going to reach out to every West coast, you know, baseball program and you know, that there is. So. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's actually pretty obvious to tell if a parent's written an email as opposed to a child. Or it can student be, yeah. Athlete, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so certainly, um, you know, not that we won't, you know, consider those, but I, I, I like to, to know that the, that the, you know, the student athlete has taken the time to write the email themselves and, and that, you know, cause this is going to be their, you know, in our opinion, one of their first very, you know, major life decisions that they're going to have to make as a young adult. And, um, you know, we want to know that, that they've invested the time into it as well. So, you know, obviously you've been at, at Puget Sound for quite a long time and you've, you've had the ability to, I think, watch the program, both baseball and football grow. Um, if you were, you know, 17 or 16 again, what would be your pitch and what would you be looking for that you think that would attract you as a, as a potential recruit to uh, Puget Sound? Yeah, I, I think the things that would intrigue me, um, you know, is this is a place on the West Coast. And I think there's, you know, some pretty good options on the East Coast as well. But there aren't as many on this side of the country where you can really hopefully get a match of, of you know, academic excellence, you know, a place that's going to open mm -hmm. A lot of those long-term doors for you from a you know a job placement standpoint or a graduate school, um, but also give you a very competitive baseball environment. Um, you know, a place that our goal and expectation is to compete. You know, to to win a conference title every year. Um, you know, we've still taken some steps that direction, but th that's the expectation. We're not like, hey, let's just get a bunch of really really smart kids and we'll just go play baseball. We expect our guys as we build this program to truly be great at both, and and that's what we're trying to find. And so I think. If I was a high academic student that also, you know, took a lot of pride in my baseball ability and was very competitive, I think we could be a, a great match for someone there from a geographic location as well. I think, you know, the fact that we essentially are just outside of Seattle, you have a major West Coast, you know, city access and um, a lot of mm -hmm. schools similar to us tend to be a little more remote. So I think that's where, you know, from just a geographic location, we're a little bit unique as far as that goes as well. So. And I think that's also important when you consider post-college, post-play, being near a, as you said, a, a top city, especially now with, um, you know, technology and, and, you know, technology fields. Yeah. It's going to be even more imperative that you're close to a hub, so to speak. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the things we'll talk with families about, I mean, there's, I believe, 15 Fortune 100 companies, you know, their corporate headquarters are within, you know, 30 minutes of campus. And you're talking like places like mm -hmm. Amazon, Microsoft. Um, you know, so if yeah. business is something you're interested in or, or computer science, this, this is a really good part of the country to, to be in if this is the right type of school for you. So, Especially when you consider, too, the, um, you know, just looking at feeders in, in the Seattle area, it mm -hmm. would be, you know, your University of Washington, Seattle University, and then yourselves, correct? Are there any other universities um, in the Seattle area? Um. So Pacific Lutheran is is not too far away from us um, down the road, and that's kind of you know obviously one of our crosstown rivals, but they do a great job over there as well. Right. So from a baseball standpoint, um, yeah, UW, 
um, Seattle U and then us and Pacific Lutheran are, are going to be kind of the closest to the, to the Seattle metropolitan area. So. Oh, that's great. Um, awesome. So then, you know, there's a big difference as you probably know, between match and fit match. If I'm trying to find a school that matches me, it's, it's kind of like taking a large net and seeing the schools that fit within my athletic parameters, my academic parameters, all those things. Right. But fit yep. is something I think that's more important. And, and it, and it kind of comes down to it's this process. You whittle down this big list into a smaller list. And that's when you really kind of need to drill down and figure out where you fit best. And clearly you found a school and a program both as a student athlete and as, you know, in, in, in terms of a career that you really found the right fit. So if I'm a student athlete, I've, you know, you, you're, I match well with the program. I've gone through some sort of process to connect with you. What can you do to help me understand whether or not I am the right fit? Yeah. So for, for us, um, you know, once we kind of connect the a potential match, um, you know, then it's the student athlete, you know, getting us a summer schedule, um, you know, Hey, where are you going to be this mm -hmm. summer for, it's very important for us to have a chance to see individuals play in person um, it, it, in the recruiting process. Right. And that's, you know, being a smaller school that that's a little bit more on the challenging side because we can't, you know, you know, just fly out to Arizona to watch one game of one player. You know, we need to unfortunately find, uh, you know, some of the more opportune situations where if we're going to go to Arizona, we need to, see, we want to have a chance to see multiple kids. But we also, you know, we'll hold a couple camps up here throughout the summer where kids can come to us as well and play baseball, which is nice. Um, but that would be the first step from a fit standpoint is us trying to, to see them play. And, you know, if we, if they kind of check all the boxes of, of, you know, what we're looking for from a positional standpoint, you know, the athleticism, some of the things we talked about, and we have obviously already done the homework on the, the academic side of things for the student athlete to then find out if we're the right fit. It, it's just getting them on campus sometime in the fall. Um, you know, we all look great on the internet, you know, as you're looking around different schools and we're all going to highlight all the great things about each university. Um, and, and those are all true things, but like you said, sometimes it's just a feel of the campus culture. It's, it's spending, you know, a day on campus or maybe even an evening with some of the members of the team and, and just seeing, is this a place I'm going to enjoy and feel like I fit in for the next, you know, four years of my life? Because there's a lot of things outside of just the baseball side of things that, that go into this decision. So, um, so for us, it would be getting them on campus, um, getting for us a chance to you know, walk them around, show them the facilities, let them sit in a class and, you know, hang out in the cafeteria and just feel like, hey, is this a school that I feel like, um, you know, could be home for me. And, and so I think that's the next big yeah. step from a, from a fit standpoint. Okay. And so, you know, once we both discovered, hopefully that I'm a fit for your program, how, you know, can you kind of go over the steps to arrive at a final decision? What needs to happen in order to finally end up, you know, making that, that uh, commitment? Yeah. So, you know, obviously the application side of things, um, you know, being that we are a division three school and, and, unfortunately don't offer, you know, athletic scholarships, then, you know, there's also the, the, you know, expense side of things. Are we a right fit for the family from a, you know, from a scholarship and, and overall cost and, and making sure that that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, for us, our timeline is, you know, in the spring, essentially right now, we're starting to reach out to 2020s. If, if you imagine that's the timeline and then, you know, the goal would be to see them play and, us and our, our list down as we get into August of, okay, these are the ones that we're most interested in at each position, get them on campus. And then, like you said, as, as we decide, okay, if we want to bring in, you know, two outfielders, you know, okay, after everyone visits, these are kind of our 
top two that we're going to reach out and ask, you know, kind of offer them a, a, a spot on our roster. And so that's where kind of as we arrive at that final decision is then letting them know that, hey, you know, we feel like you'd be a great fit for us. This is, you know, we've told you kind of what we're all about and, and what do you think? And then hopefully um, at that point in time, they've been accepted and have financial aid that they can say, yeah, coach, this is this is what I want to do. Um, I hope that answered your question. I'm not 100% sure if I. No, I absolutely. So. No, no, that is actually, uh, that's incredibly useful and, and helpful. Um, I think sometimes you get into a situation where, you know, there's a, a dance that goes on and, and this happens more so. And I think of the upper levels of, of, uh, you know, NCAA D1 type programs, but there's this strange dance and it's kind of, it's refreshing to hear what that process looks like outlined, because once you know what, how that kind of works, at least in the context of your own program and your own kind of philosophy with that, I think it's, it's very useful. So, so thank you for answering yeah, that good. with uh, candor. Yeah. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit, little bit. Um, we're going to go into our closing nine section, which are nine questions. <laughs> right. I meant to be a little bit more fun, uh, and you know, sentence or less. And so we'll start with number one, which is what time do you wake up in the morning? I wake up at six thirty every morning. I, uh, I get to run my youngest to daycare as my wife gets our oldest ready for school every day. So I get up at six thirty. I'm out the door by seven on my way to the office. So favorite baseball movie. This was a hard one. I went with Bull Durham. Uh, I just love the the minor league baseball feel of that movie, and um, I laugh every time I watch it. So, favorite baseball player growing up. Uh, so I mentioned I'm from Portland, Oregon, and we don't have a baseball team there. Um, and and growing up, this was sort of the pre ESPN games on all the time. So I had WGN and could watch the Cubs play. And so Mark Grace was my favorite baseball player wow. growing up. Interesting. Well, you know, I don't know. I've, I've heard rumors that um, MLB is planning to expand. And if they did, I did hear that Portland would be uh, a possible location. So that'd be yeah, interesting. I've heard that. Yeah. And Russell Wilson, uh, obviously being a Seattle person now, is uh, like wants to be part of the ownership group. So, yeah, they talk about that in Seattle as well. So. Yeah. And then there's a few documentaries on some independent league teams in the Portland area. Mm-hmm. Um that are is very very entertaining and that's uh with <laughs> kurt russell yeah yeah All right. um okay uh if you were to choose one person to play in a movie who would it be uh this was a hard one um so i am actually re-watching west wing for the um for probably the third or fourth time and, and so this is where i came up with rob Lowe. um i think he makes me laugh and not that i think that equally betraying me from a look standpoint, but, um, but I think that just from a personality standpoint, I think that'd be pretty, that'd be a good one. So. That's a good one. Uh, number five, sunflower seeds, David or Spitz? Uh, Spitz and the, uh, the black pepper. DH or no DH? Uh, DH. Obviously I think being in Seattle, you get used to it being in college baseball, you get used to it. So. I'm kind of over watching mm. hitter, pitchers trying to hit. Um, so let's just go with the DH. Who is the most talented player you have ever coached, played with, or played against? Oh, wow. Um, so I just went with who I had coached. Um, and his name was Mark Rocky. Um, played here, it must have been the mid-2000s. Um, I was still an assistant at the time. I mean, he actually was a a Division One transfer. So he had gone the Division One route in wasn't the the right fit for him um and so he came Mm -hmm. here he's from seattle and um, was an all-american for us and what i think was most impressive about mark is he had 
just tremendous power, but no one would pitch to him. He'd go an entire weekend and get walked six, seven, eight times, and he'd get one pitch in the game to hit, and he never seemed to miss it. Um, it was it was just incredible the discipline he didn't. You know, a lot of times you see someone in that scenario, they get anxious and they they try to force it and they don't take their walks and. He would just wait and wait and wait, and then he would get his pitch, and he did a home run. And it was um, just – he was an unreal baseball player, but also one of the most humble individuals you've ever met. And I think that was what I probably appreciate about him the most. So That sounds very uh, Barry Bonds, you know, at-bat <laughs> yeah. approach-esque. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, so Mark Rocky, yep. Uh, I think he's only our only Division Three All-American that we've had here as well. So since we've only been in Division Three since 2000, so um, – but rightfully so yeah that's pretty cool okay it's uh game seven of the world series bottom nine runners in scoring position who past or present do you want in the batter's box uh i'm gonna show my seattle roots again and go with edgar martinez lastly what is the most important character trait of a puget sound player uh someone that's driven um and what i mean by that is I think kids that excel at the division three level because some of the limitations that you have from a, a coach contact time are the ones that they don't need the coach there all the time, that they're going to, you know, during our dead period, which is essentially most of the fall, they're still going to show up every morning or afternoon and, you know, get their swings in the cages and get their ground balls. And they're going to go, you know, get to the weight room and the individual, because they self are self-driven that want to be great. Um, are the ones I think that have the most success at this level because, like I said, we just aren't allowed to spend the kind of time that you can see at the, the Division two and Division one level with them to force that, I guess, if you will. So, hmm. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's great, Coach. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you know, we want to wish you the best of luck this season, and we hope to have you on again. Oh, thanks. Uh, I was excited to have an opportunity to do this, and um, yeah, I hope uh, hope. I was able to help, um, you know, any future student athletes out with some advice. And, um, yeah, if I can ever help any more, please let me know. Well, that's all we have for today. If you haven't already done so, we highly recommend you go on our website, fill out a profile, update your current profile, and just explore. The recruiting process is about information gathering, and that's what we strive to do to provide you the best information possible so you can make the best possible decision. Now, you can either follow us on social media or email us at support at collegebaseballmatch.com with any questions you may have about the process. 